Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hi, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And hey, guys. How Hi. are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, uh, okay, so, so we, we have a great show planned today and um, very special because uh, we have a, a guest today that um, is different than anyone we've come across. Yes. And speaks directly to our mission. And what is that, right? Our mission is that there's greatness in everyone and we want to bring it out. And, um, you know, it's not about your skill, it's your ability to move mountains and inspire others, right? So true. So um, in line with the mission of bringing outside the workplace strategies for solving inside the workplace problems, right? Yes. We have a um, fantastic guest that we're going to learn so much from today. Um, I would love to introduce Jeff McManus. Jeff, are you with us? Yeah. For having me. Oh, hi, excellent. Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Great. Hey. Uh, welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. First, I want to say that, um, yes, you are very special, very unique. And we decided to kind of build a show around what you have accomplished, right? Because um, it speaks to bringing outside the workplace strategies for inside the workplace problems, right? Because um, what you ended up doing, the greatness that you developed came outside of your skill, say, as what, what your expertise was at the time. And I don't want to confuse everyone, but um, let me just first share your website, which is jeffmcmanusspeaking.com, correct? Yes, that's it. Excellent. And um, Jeff, you have written this book based on a real experience. Um, briefly share the title of the book and what it's about. The title is Growing Weeders into Leaders. It's about leadership lessons from the ground level. And the aspect of how do you take frontline blue-collar people and get them highly motivated and engaged and excited about what they do so that it's not just about a paycheck, but there's a deeper purpose in what they do. Right, and here's where this gets tricky, right? So um, your expertise in is in the industry of landscaping or something like that, right? I don't want to make light of it, but yeah, right. something like that, right? That's right. And yes. The, yes. the leaders portion, <laughs> the result of the growing weeders into leaders did not come from your skill of landscaping. It came from your ability to inspire them as leaders. That's what I feel, right? That's true. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I mean, it, it was all about, it was all about looking at growing 
people instead of growing plants is what I had to make that shift to. Yeah, and what what is really cool, right, Eva, is because I can relate to that. So um, I had the challenge um, at one point to work with a team, and their skill set was different than mine, but we had to throw all the skill sets out and learn how to trust and inspire each other, and then we were able to move mountains, right? So um, you were faced with um, a a strict budget and some deadlines and probably if you took the whip out and, you know, was a tough guy, maybe it would have self-destructed, maybe it wouldn't, but you took a different path, right? That's right. We, the, the deadlines and the expectations were pretty high. They wanted top results, wanted to be one of the top campuses. Here I'm working on a campus at, in Mississippi at Ole Miss and they wanted to be, uh, one of the best of the best, and we weren't. And our our staff was not engaged. Uh, they were they were sort of hiding, literally, from work. And I had to figure out how to get them on board to get them to be a part of something unique and special to create collaboration, uh, to encourage them, and to build that teamwork for a championship result. And I had to do it pretty quick. Uh, there was a lot of expectations. They had brought me in from Miami. To work here, uh, they had spent a lot of money to bring me here, and so the expectations were pretty high. And so, and how did you? I mean, where do you begin? I mean, what made you realize that this is going to take a different approach uh, if we want to be successful? Well, the the I knew where we wanted to go, which which was the top, and. Uh, but then I realized quickly that most of my team members who were hourly employees had not seen what a great-looking property needed to look like and what what those results needed to be. And so we had to do a lot of teaching on what what it is that we needed. Uh, we had to do a lot of training, a lot of input. And then we started taking our team on field trips to show them uh, places, good and bad, and try to learn from those, and we built on those experiences. We we started getting uh, some pushback from some of the some of the employees who didn't want to buy in, but we kept doing it. We kept plowing forward and kept pushing forward the the positive agenda of, of being the best of the best, to be on one of the top campuses in the United States, and that was our vision call uh, throughout. And, and we didn't waver from that. And a lot of people were attracted to that. They they saw something bigger. Than them themselves and bigger than a than a pension, and so it got to be real fun to do. Right. Okay. And let's be clear. Right. Growing weeders into leaders, and that's available on your website, JeffMcManusSpeaking.com. That's right. It's available at your favorite book wherever you buy books. It's available Amazon or your favorite bookstore. So you know what makes me crazy about. This is it's everything we talk about whenever we go shopping, whenever we go anywhere, right? It's customer service. It's being a leader, regardless of your role, title, or position in in a company or a job. Um, it wasn't enough to trim bushes and follow direction. These guys, he Jeff, you took these guys to see what a beautiful landscape is, and you made right. them, you gave them, the, you showed them the vision of what they can create, 
right? I think that's the biggest thing is that you show them how important their job is right. and how every person in that team can then take something and make it beautiful and make the campus beautiful, that it's not just about planting some trees and planting some flowers. It's about creating a beautiful space and how everybody is a part of that. That's right. And, and we had to figure out what kind of culture we wanted. Did, did we want a culture that made excuses? Did we want a culture that, that could not get the job done? Because we were told that we didn't have enough people and we didn't have enough money. And it was taking us 10 days to mow the entire campus with our mowers. And after about six months, we had gotten it reduced down to about five days of mowing, all because we were we were working smarter and not harder. We were mm. becoming efficient, and we were building trust with our team. And it was it was all the things you're saying about customer service, learning how to interact with our customers on campus, how we respected them, the noise levels, and those types of things. But you know that environment that you wanted. Or did you want? You have to be intentional to plant that. And we wanted a learning environment. We wanted an environment where we were growing experts in what they do. And we had to be consistent. We needed to be have a consistent product every day out there that that, that helped recruit top athletes, that helped recruit people who are going to go on and cure cancer. We know based on studies that prospective students will decide in the first few minutes of a college visit if they're going to go to that university based on the way it looks. And so that's huge for what our staff is. So we, we talk about that, that you guys are doing more than cutting grass. You're, you're recruiting the, the next person who may cure cancer. And that becomes a bigger fulfillment of what you're actually doing. Okay, crazy? so that in itself, right? Mm-hmm. This is the reason why we do this, right, Eva? Right. <laughs> Jeff is the person we look for every week. Right. And Jeff, you know, you are so right. Your guys are re- are changing the world. They have the power to change the world with a little trim trimmer they have in their hand because they see that they take the pride in that. You're exactly right. And, and they're going to bring in the next possible uh, great college student that can change the world. And then or they can take what they learned from their experience themselves and go out and lead the nation directly. <laughs> right? No, it's amazing. Yeah, right. And it, right. it's that, it's that inspirational piece that you instilled in them. And that's not that easy. And, and that's a skill that not every manager and director has. And that's a skill that you have. So I'm sure that when you speak, you know, that's kind of an aha for a lot of people because people have a hard time thinking Thinking like that. Yep. Um, it's it, well, I had to, it comes. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. What I, what I was going to say with Eva there is is that not only do I say it, Eva, I recruit people to come in and say it as well. So I'll get a head football coach to come in and talk about how important the campus appearance is to his recruiting, right? And, and or the baseball coach. And so that's not only just me saying those things, but to get to get people alongside of us to help echo the same message of how important their job is. Yeah. Um, and it, the results achieved really had nothing to do with the level of skill in landscaping. I mean, of course it does, right? It always does. I don't want to make light of that. 
but the the greatness came from getting the vision that you kind of showed them, which is sort of like an outside the workplace strategy, right? I mean, I, you can line up all of the universities across the country and ask the landscaping teams if they believe they're recruiting the next, you know, Einstein or something. They'd say what? Right. So, uh, yeah, unbelievable work, you know, and you, um, you really take so much pride to do that for you, for Ole Miss. Is, so Ole Miss, and are you still with them at all? I am. I'm still there. I'm, I'm doing a lot of speaking now too and, and sharing the message. Um, I'm getting to do a lot of fun stuff working at a, at a higher edge of educational place. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, but let me tell you one, one of the challenges that I ran into, uh, Charlie and Eva was after a little while, we, we had sort of hit that national ranking. We got in the national award and we had to, we weren't being consistent. We were, we were finding as we had turnover and, and people were changing out, we were losing, losing consistency in our product. And we had to figure out a way how to develop people in a system as opposed to depending on my personality. And that's where we really, that's when we hit our second gear and started getting momentum is when we created a little program called Landscape University that we developed uh, on our own here. And, and now we teach it to other, other businesses and other schools on how to, how to create those programs custom made to your property. And it's all about bringing free people on the first day and, and training them to your culture, training them to what your purpose is and letting them know uh, how important their role is, but how to do it. If they don't even know how to trim a bush or cut grass, that's okay. We can teach them through our own little in-house certification program that we do with them. That's been a game changer for us. Um, yeah, I can see that, right? Because it, it makes it a repeatable process. Um, and it shows the vision over and over and over, right? Because any, any leadership team or any company would say, yeah, well, we have a process in place, right? And it's a cookie cutter. But, you know, you guys take it a little further, right? It's about the emotion as well. It's the soft skills that, um, bring the success as well. Now, um, this is really cool, mm -hmm. um, more so than we've had in the past, because this can be applied in any venue. Yes. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to learn more about the book and more about the process. So please stay with us, everyone. We're, we'll be right back with our special guest, Jeff McManus. Hey, everyone. Charlie here. Did you know Eva and I have a really cool e-commerce shopping site? It's shopcharlieandeva.com. Check it out. You'll find custom designs that might just make a statement about you. And some great gift items, too. That's shopcharlieandeva.com. We're adding more designs every month, so be sure to keep checking back in. One last time, shopcharlieandeva.com. Charlie Labosco and Eva Lewandowski are on a mission to make a difference in your career, your life, and the world. As consultants, coaches, speakers, and trainers, they each bring different skill sets to the table as well as different products and services, all of which are designed to make a difference for you. 
Are you looking for fame, fortune, and recognition? Need help with speaking up and being heard? Looking for the right tools for the right issue? Look no further. Go to charlieandeva.com. Check us out. Opt in to our newsletter. And let's be teammates. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and I am so excited to be talking to our guest today. Our guest is Jeff McManus. He's the author of Growing Weeders into Leaders, and this is really talking about team building from a completely different angle. It's great. Um, Jeff had gone to the University of Mississippi in 2000, and he was challenged with managing a multi-million dollar landscaping beautification implementation project. And it was really tough. And from there, he developed this growth theory, which is a management professional professional development approach based in the belief that all humans either strive for or have within them the elements of greatness, resiliency, opportunity, and wisdom grow. I love it, right? Yeah, that's it's just good. great. And so I know we have a caller on the line right now, but Jeff, um, before we go to the caller, I wanted to talk to you a little bit, bit about, you know, how tough was it to implement this program? Because I would think that a lot of the folks that you had already had on your team might have been, you know, like around for a while, or even if they were new, they just didn't have the inspiration that and the vision that you were seeing. So how tough was it to to develop this program and then implement it? Well, it was it was a tough process to go through. It was it was building trust, though, and that's that's critical for any leader is to build the trust of those they work with. And so that's what I started doing, and I had to lead by example or as we say here, I had to weed by example, right? I had to <laughs> show that I wasn't afraid to get my hands dirty. I wasn't afraid to listen and try to help solve some of the challenges that the team was facing that they couldn't deal with. But slowly we started building that trust and collaboration. We, we, we did um, training sessions together. We, we talked together and got ideas. And what I, what I tried to make it was a, not just philosophy, but our philosophy is mm. what we were doing as a team and, and letting them have a voice at the table. And so that was a big part of getting their buy-in to get them excited about what we were doing. And I've had some folks that have really thrived in that, in that culture and they've really grown in their, their own self personal skills in that way. Yeah. I love that because I, I think so many times people don't take, they talk trust, but they don't really work towards building that trust. I think they just, they expect trust to be there. When the truth is, is that we've seen leader upon leader take a team and throw team members under the bus. Yeah. Trust me, don't tell anybody. Right. Oh, I can trust, trust you, right? Right, exactly. And then, oh, I heard the screech of the bus's tires as I got thrown under it. And so that's such a huge piece of it is just building that that trust and then instilling that inspiration. So you didn't really, you know, we don't have a ton of time to talk about it, but you didn't really gloss over it. But on the other hand, that to me is the hardest 
part is mm-hmm. that trust building and then that inspiring from the trust and just making sure that everybody truly can trust you and that we truly are a team and each team member can trust the other team member mm-hmm. is huge. Um, so admit mistakes and that's the part when people see that you can admit mistakes, they tend to not, they see your vulnerability and that's hard for us to do as human to admit that we've done something wrong. But the other day oh. I packed into a bollard out here, a, a piece of metal and just ripped my bumper apart and it was here at work. And, you know, I have to, I have to remind them, Hey, I make mistakes too. And, you know, they all got a good laugh out of that. So that the boss hit the, hit the thing and messed it all up. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good um, you can admit you you make the mistakes. It's really cool. Um, so we That's have great. someone on the line. I believe Nathan, are you with us? Yes. Yes. So, okay. So Nathan, um, first congratulations, and because you know what, it's all about you anyway, um, and that is what I learned as well. Right when we build great teams, or when we're a part of great teams. We're all equal, a team of equal parts. And um, I think it's really cool what I was going to ask you, but um, Jeff had already spoke to it, is that everyone on the team has a say, right? Did you Do you feel empowered by that during work? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We're all, all a piece of a puzzle. Everybody's tried to put that puzzle together. You know, it might be a 3,000-piece puzzle, and you have that one piece missing. It just never goes together correctly. So we all have a say. Um, we all hold each other accountable, and we're, we're all found the consistency. And um, it's really, really increased the buy-in totally. Yeah, and you could take that um, approach anywhere in any venue, right? And uh, it will work. You know um, that. You know, in, in business, in IT, for example, we do agile methodologies which is self-managed teams, which is the same exact thing, right? Um, and it, it's applied in the fields. It's applied anywhere. Um, and this is a perfect example of how that can lead to greatness. And it, I, think it's, I think it's really cool. Um, so, Nathan, when you came to the team, was the team already established or have you been at the campus for a while? I've been I mean, or were you new to the team? Uh, well, I've... Came in as a contractor. I've been on campus for eight years, and uh, okay. I've seen I've seen it grow a lot since then, um, and seen it get a lot better. Uh, and and we can continue to get better. But the thing that that really has has changed is everybody's opinion counts. It's not one person making a decision. We are making a decision together. We're finding out what our standard is, not by for instance, Jeff sitting in the office and saying, this is how we're going to do this. No, we ask everybody, how do, what, what do we want our standard to be? And by doing that, it gets everybody's buy-in, gets people excited about, about work again because we're valuing their, everybody's opinion. That's, that's it. That's the jackpot, right? That is the jackpot. This is really cool. I want to be part of the team, um, Jeff and Nathan. And, you know, I'm listening here, and there is – um, one other thing we can be doing, <laughs> um, and that is, so if you've been involved for eight years, you can now take that up to the administrative level and say, okay, so we're working our, you know, what's off out there. What's coming out of this place? 
did we did we solve any world problems with these graduates? I mean, what are we doing? Is your bar matching ours? I mean, Jeff, what do you think about that? That would be really cool, right? <laughs> well, I think it's absolutely cool. I mean, we look at Dr. Hannah Gay, who was a product of Ole Miss, who came within a whisper of curing HIV. Uh, you may have heard of a guy named John Gresham, who's written a few books. He was a graduate of our law school. Mm. And then, you know, you, you look at all the athletes who've made it into the into the national level. Uh, even Bill Parson, who was the director of NASA for a few years, is a graduate here. And so I absolutely get what you're saying. I mean, it, we try to celebrate that and, and tie ourselves to, in a small way, we feel like we've helped those people uh, reach that uh, ability of success that they have. Right. And, you know, uh, talking to you and Nathan, um, it definitely, I get it. And I, I want to just make sure that it doesn't only end in your teams. You can go up as high as you need to and the same rules apply, right? You still have a voice, you know, and, and they too have accountability, which I think, um, that's where, you know, it becomes such a win-win and, who knows what can be achieved? Well, and I actually, I have another question. So prior to Ole Miss, um, were you at other campuses, Jeff? No, I was I was actually in Miami at a large resort, uh, Turnberry Isle Resort and Club, and before that in, in another resort in Orlando, Grand Cypress Resort. So my background was high-end, high-scale properties. Um, so higher, higher education was a different um bear for me, so to speak, but it was more the bureaucracy that comes along with it, but I have found it to be very rewarding in the in the clientele and just the, the people that we're working for. It, it, they're both unique, different uh, yeah. markets. It, and so, I, so my question, my next question was going to be, so then at the resorts that you were at, were you applying these different techniques or was it the challenges that you faced at Old Miss that made you have to come up with a different way of getting this done because the budget just wasn't there this time. Well, it was. I, I believe I have evolved very much uh, at Old Miss. I continue to grow. Personal growth is a big part, so I'm doing a better job here than I ever did back at the resort. Uh, we had a, a multilingual culture in Miami, and I was in culture shock probably the first year I was there. And I had to really uh, step it up as far as learning how to speak uh, different languages on how people, uh, what motivated people. So I used those skills here, uh, but Miami was a much tougher, tougher challenge because uh, I was much, much younger and didn't have the experience. But overall, you're still pointing people to a bigger picture, a bigger purpose, a higher yep. level of significance. Um, so just... Um, a question for Nathan, since we have Nathan, which is really cool. Thank you so much for joining, Nathan. Um, are you solo at the school still, or do you work elsewhere as well? Um, I only do a minor consulting uh, outside the uh, outside of the school. The school is my my main focus. Yeah. So wherever you go, you can bring that. My point is, you know, you can bring that. Vision, wisdom, you know, greatness comes from within. I was thinking message, about that too. Yeah. You know, where, and you know what I mean? And it can just spread, you know, it's crazy. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, and the, and the other thing is, guys, is 
um, the limits, right? In other words, what about, you know, things like, um, you know, are we using the right types of pesticides? You know, the vision of greatness goes all the way into the soil as well, right? We don't want it to just look pretty. We want to make sure it really is strong and healthy and a, and a, a an exhibit of leadership, right? Right. Absolutely. Exactly. I mean, you want to be you want to be the best in whatever area, whether you're arboriculturist working here or whether you are doing, like you said, putting out materials. You want to be the best in your area and showing excellence, uh, showing uh, being good stewards of the of the earth and of our university. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this has been this is an incredible shift that has been made by you and your team. And, um, you know, Jeff, you know, taking your ego off the table and uh, Nathan ignoring it and just, you know, now we have two great leaders and then the rest of the team. It's, it's just unbelievable. It's like the Magnificent Seven in landscaping. Well, because what I love about it is that everybody on the team has a say and everybody on the team is a leader in their own right. And accountable, and, yeah. And accountable, right. So that makes it's great. This is a great story and a great philosophy, and we're so happy that you were here and you were able to share that with our listeners. So thank you. Yeah, um, you know, we have to we have to now learn how to make that shift, which that's what's coming up. But so, and I want to share the uh, website again, JeffMcManusSpeaking.com, and the book is. Turn, growing weeders into leaders. It's great. It is fantastic. And, uh, Nathan, also, thank you so much for joining. And Jeff, um, we will definitely be reaching out again for another invite because what you have accomplished and with your team is just phenomenal. So thank you so much. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Eva. Thank you both for having us on. Take care, guys. Um, thank you. Stay with us. We'll be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information, go to charlieandeva.com. That's charlieandeva.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Well, this has really been a great show on team building. Mm-hmm. So thank you everyone for staying with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we are continuing our discussion. And now we're talking to Megan Smith Gill. She is a transformational teacher, speaker, and coach who has reverse-engineered happiness and abundance. She's the author of Give a Shift, 10 Simple Steps to an Abundant Life. Hold on, and Give a what? A Shift. I, I said it correctly. Oh, okay. Thank you. 
um, which you can get for free on her website. And she's also the, the creator of Give a Shift Academy. Megan, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much again for having me back. It's a pleasure. Um, welcome back, right? Because um, what we are doing now with the show, we're doing it a little different. We bring in outside the workplace strategies for solving inside the workplace problems. And what we were learning in the first segment was, you know, these guys built um, a shared leadership model around their landscaping skills, which made all the difference. And, you know, it's so we can read about it, right? But how do you go about making a shift from one way of working or thinking or acting to another? And this is a big problem. Well, and, and the way I was thinking about it, too, is that, you know, it's cool when you've got an inspirational team and an inspirational leader, but sometimes it's on us to right. become that inspiration. So that's why we were really looking forward to having you on the show again, because we really want to talk about how how is it that we can go about making a shift in how we think? Yeah, that's a great question. And one of the things that I'm not sure that I shared with you the last time we spoke um, is that I'm also the owner of a marketing agency called Gill Marketing Group. And that's really where the basis of my team is. Um, on the spiritual transformational side, it's basically, it's basically me. And so I think for this conversation, what I'd like to do is illustrate um, the shift that I took my agency through as a result of me going through that personal shift, um, because I think that that's really, really relevant to this conversation. Mm, that's great. You know, yeah. and so interestingly enough, um, ad agency life, marketing agency life, is all about the hustle, and it's very competitive, and it's um, it's all about work, 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 and then work harder and prove yourself and rise up through the ranks, and that's really where I grew up, and, and that was all I knew, um, and in fact, when I started my agency over four years ago, that was still the mentality that I had. I had not yet gone through my personal, sh- my own personal shift, and so the, the agency was founded in that same mentality. Now, I'll tell you, I thought that I was doing something better than most because I had a work hard, play hard mentality. And, and most agencies just have a work hard and work harder mentality. So I thought, right. you know, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to do a work hard, play hard mentality. But here's what I found out. I found out very quickly that that also resulted in severe burnout. Now, not only of my team members, but of myself. And it was that burnout that ultimately led me down the path of my own personal transformation. Um, my my three-year-old daughter basically came home from preschool one day with a Mother's Day card, and they help you fill out, you know, these funny things about your mom, and your mom's age is, you know, 14, and she's 80 feet tall, and you know, all these cute questions. And then it gets down to my mom's job is to blank. And my three-year-old said, my mom's job is to sleep at work. And that hit me in the gut in a way that I had never experienced. Because what she was saying is mom only works. She works so much that she's never home. And it was that that sort of was the catalyst for me to start examining my own life and my own values 
and led me down my own personal transformation and my embracing of spirituality um, that then trickled down into into my agency. And once that w- that happened, that's when I was able to see the most significant impact on the building of the team. Um, and I know that that's sort of what what you all wanted to talk about. Um, so we can, you know, I, I could take you through that or you can comment on what I've said. Well, you said it exactly the way it happens out there. Everybody feels they can work harder and smarter and faster. They'll figure it out. And they may assume that it's a shift, but it's not really a shift. It's just, you know, working harder, working, you know, it's not a shift in thinking or, or philosophy. Mm-hmm. And then you had that, um, that aha moment and smart enough or, you know, self-assessing that it's not working. I have to do something maybe out of left field. Well, and, and I was just going to add to that because, um, what you had was you had someone outside of yourself kind of reflect back to you what they saw you as. Because what can happen to us and what you were saying is what can happen to us, and I know it happened to me and Charlie, is that you wear that busyness and that craziness is a badge of honor. Hmm. Like, I oh, only slept totally. four hours last night, yeah. you know. and percent. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that is so... Um, such a statement, not only of corporate life, but of agency life. And it, and it, and it doesn't have to be that way. It's sort of like, you know, um, right. We brag about working on vacation. We brag about working on Sundays. We brag about working 12 hour days. And, and it is, it just perpetuates negativity and burnout and lack of time with family, lack of time for oneself, you know, no, no relationship with mindfulness or spirituality. And so what I learned during my own process is that we can actually work, work less and achieve more. Um, and that's really what I work on with my, with my team. Um, because I can constantly work on it with myself and my family. It's an ever, ever you know, ever expanding process. But as it relates to team building, it's interesting. You know, in preparing for this interview, I, I looked back. And I tried to, you know, examine the evolution of my team since I started, you know, over four years ago to where we are now. And something became very clear to me. In the beginning, I always approached it from a recruit first, build your team second. It was all about getting the talent, getting them in the door. I'll worry about everything else later. Same thing with clients. Get them in acquisition, 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 and I'll nurture them later. But now what I've come to discover is that mm-hmm. my first order of priority is building and nurturing and caring for my team, building and nurturing and caring for my clients. And here's what the, where the magic is. Since I've been able to do that, I now use how I build and nurture my team. Now that becomes my greatest recruiting tool. I don't, I barely even have to recruit because when I just say, Hey, Here's what goes on behind our doors and in our family environment behind the scenes. It becomes its own recruiting tool because it's unlike any other environment that the people I'm looking to, to bring on board have ever heard of. And it's so refreshing that they, that they're, they just jump at the chance to join our team. Yeah. You know, and I was wondering, you know, when you were talking about that, it sounds amazing, but I was wondering 
when you first had your own personal shift and then started bringing that to the agency, how did the people take it that were working with you? Because they were still in the go, go, go. What are you doing? Like, you know, what did she bang her head or something? Right. You know, talking, <laughs> probably talking behind your back saying, now what are we going to do? Look at her. She's so relaxed. Now what? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. I will tell you that it was a process, right? And so when I had my epiphany, I didn't, I didn't know what was going on inside of me. And so I did a lot of soul searching. I did a lot of learning. I did a lot of application of what I was learning so much so that, you know, the book that you referred to at the beginning was the result of all of that. And it was once I had evidence of my new practices working, that's when I began to bring it to my team because I needed to prove not only to myself that this approach worked, but to those around me in my family and including my work team as well. So that's a great question. And I, I believe that if I came to them, you know, right away, they absolutely would have thought that I fell down and hit my head. But because it was a slow process and it was a gradual, um, you know, a gradual thing that I brought into them. And they saw, here, here's the thing, though. See, they witnessed the change in me. So they began right. asking me what was different in what I had been doing. The same thing with my family and close friends, because here, here I was, this type A personality, go, 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 you know, bragging about how hard I work, traveling all over the place. And now all of a sudden I'm lighter, I'm brighter, I'm smiling more, I'm slowing down. I'm, they see my work, my creativity skyrocketed because of the practices that I started to do every day. And so I was my own proof. You know, yeah. so they wanted in on that because they realized that they were doing the same things. And they, you know, look, even when we brag about it, at the end of the day, when we're honest with ourselves, we don't really like it. We just don't think there's any other way to achieve, right? We, we are right. all achievers who do that. But the moment I decided I wanted freedom, that was the moment, in, you know, that I decided I wanted freedom more than achievement. So, um, and, no, and then they wanted that, too. Um, it's really interesting that you became the example and let it evolve, right? Um, yeah. And we learned from Jeff and Nathan that um, or in the earlier segments that um, uh, once you share a vision, great things are possible. So you can get there different ways, I'm saying, right? As long as you have the wherewithal to know you have to make that shift, right? Um, yeah. And, you know, to humble everyone in the room here, right, as cool as we all think we are, it takes a child to, you know, say, wait mm -hmm. a second, you know, my mom sleeps at work. Well, they're so mm -hmm. brutally honest. I right? mean, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for and, sure. And, you know, I, I – sorry. No, I'm saying – and so there you go, and, and – uh, good for you that you didn't miss that and say, oh, she's so cute and just, I got to go back to work, you know, that you you yeah. made the shift, right? I, I did. And, you know, that some of the things, again, in, in looking back, this was really interesting for me to look back because I did used to run it as my ship, you know, my, sh my ship, I'm sorry, I was mm -hmm. the leader. You know, I had the title of president or C CEO or owner. I had business cards with that title. The final decision rested with me. I was the one that recruited the talent. And, and that was then. And I looked back now, and, and here are a few things about our current organization, and you can see, you'll see how it contrasts. 
with the old version of our same company. So first of all, we, we have a set of core values. But I didn't come up with the core values. The team came together and came up with our core values together um, as yeah. a single team. And they, they had final say with what, the, with what the values are because now they're personally vested in those and, they're, and they're, they just embody them in everything that they do. Um, you know, we know, um, we know, sorry. No, I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's exactly what we learned from Jeff and Nathan. It was, it's perfect. Great. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's refreshing to hear that other people are approaching mm-hmm. it this way because productivity, creativity, loyalty, commitment have all skyrocketed when, when the culture changes to embody these, these things. You know, I did away with titles. We don't have titles because titles represent hierarchy and make certain people feel good or, or, or boastful and it may, may hurt other people. And so we have no, um, we have no titles. I really try to stay out of my team's way as much as possible so that they feel like this organization or this company is as much theirs as it is mine. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we have internal book clubs that we all come together and, and read whether they're a non-business book or a marketing book or another, a leadership book. And, and the person, you know, each person gets a turn at teaching the rest of us so that he or she mm-hmm. feels empowered and, 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 you know, great that they get to share with the rest of us something that they've learned. Um, yep. you know, and, and we begin every week something that I do in my personal life with my family that trickled down. Well, a lot of this did, but you know, one thing specifically is that we begin our team call every Monday with something that I call a positive focus. Megan, I'm Megan. Yeah. I'm going to interrupt you for one second because we have to take sure. a break. But let's pick that up when we come back from break. Perfect. So stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest Megan Smith Gill will be right back. Let's face it, getting noticed at work can be tough. And if you're someone that struggles with anxiety when giving a presentation, voicing your opinion, or sharing your skills with other professionals, it can be even tougher. Hi, I'm Eva Levandusky, and I know how it feels. You have the confidence, yet when all eyes are on you, the fear can kick in. I tried everything from Toastmasters to hypnosis, and nothing helped. But in my search, I uncovered a secret. There was nothing wrong with me. I just needed the right combination of tools and support. So I developed my own program that teaches you how to calm the physical symptoms, stop the negative self-talk, and shows you how to confidently step into the role of leader, regardless of your job title. If you do the work, this program is not only effective, it's fast. So reach out to me at Eva at charlieandeva.com for a free 30-minute consultation. It's your turn to step into the spotlight. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thank you, everyone, for staying with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we are continuing our discussion. And now we're talking to Megan Smith-Gill, and you can actually check out Megan at her website, which is MeganSmithGill.com, which is easy enough. Mm-hmm. And she is the author of Give a Shift, 10 Simple Steps to an Abundant Life, and also the creator of Give a Shift Academy. So... Sorry, before the break, I caught you. I cut you off a little bit, but you were talking about um, a practice that you have that you start the week with. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I'd love to. And by the way, I'm so excited about everything I talked about that I continue to to just keep going. So please interrupt <laughs> <okay>. me anytime. 
um, so what I was saying is, is that, you know, just like I do in our family, I, I start every week with my team with something that I call a positive focus and a gratitude. And so the positive focus is something that we look back from to, to we look back to the week before and we all, we, we talk about something that was a win for us, whether it was a personal win or um, a professional win, something with a client or a book they finished or, you know, a project they completed or something in their personal life that they feel like was a win. And then we all get to talk about and share a positive focus. And what I, what I, what I've seen from this is that by discussing the win from the week before, it really, it really sets the mind to anticipate and expect a win for the week coming up. And we know through personal development and personal transformation that when we expect good things to happen, they, they happen. Um, and so I've really, I've really seen an incredible tra- transition with my team just by incorporating that simple step. The other thing we do is a gratitude. And so um, it could be a gratitude. Oftentimes it's a gratitude for another team member. You know, I'd like to thank so-and-so. I'm grateful for so-and-so who jumped in on that project because you know, I, I was really struggling and he or she helped me fix it. And then there's that camaraderie and there's that team building that happens, the rapport, the trust, the chemistry that happens between team members that is just irreplaceable. Yeah. You know, I, I love all that because at, at its core level, it seems like a simple practice. But the reality is, is that practice is really transformational and it makes it just it's a huge shift, you know, and hence the title of your book, because it is it's a it's a huge deal to start looking at things from a positive light as opposed to a negative light, because I'm sure that with yourself and I know with us in the past, it's really easy to downward spiral. I always say it's a much harder to upward spiral. Yep. And the reason why we do this and have you guys here, you know, as experts is I can tell you in the workplace when we say, well, we want to, you know, acknowledge other teammates and so well, people would say, yeah, we do that all the time. Okay. Well, start silence. Right. <laughs> then you start right. silence, you know? Right. So, exactly. um, and then shift, it turns confrontational. And then it right turns there. confrontational. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to yeah. give this person accolades because then it'll look like I'm not doing my job. So it's all about practicing what you preach. It's making the shift. But then practicing it as well, right? Right. Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you know, and I, I had, you know, I actually had a question too about <laughs> when you were talking about earlier about the team members not having titles. And I was wondering, how do you tell the clients what that person's role is? Yeah, you just tell them. It's very simple. You know, um, Katie will be your primary point of contact, right? Rather than call her the account manager. What does that mm-hmm. really mean? Katie's going to be your primary point of contact. She's going to make sure that we stay on, on timeline and on budget. And if you have any questions, you could always call her. She'll be running the weekly calls with you and your team to give you updates on where we are in projects. You just verbally tell them and then they very quickly understand what her role is supposed to be. Love it. Yeah. Love you know, it. It's another perfect. Thing, that I have realized in my personal life that that is very true in business. See, in businesses, businesses are just flooded with negativity, right? At least in my yes. experience, there's constant criticism, there's constant gossiping, there's constant envy and jealousy. And so what I've realized is that 
you get what you focus on, whether you want it or not. And what I didn't realize in my past is that I spent so much time focusing on the things that I didn't want that my life just became flooded with them. And so what do you do? You push harder against them, which only adds to the resistance. But when you can shift your mindset to the things that you want, what you find is that you begin attracting more of those things. Um, and so, so that, that's true on a personal and professional level. And once I was able to prove that and experience that in my own life, getting the team on board and having them experience that is like a groundswell of positivity. And, and, and you know, we, we can spiral upward, Eva. That, that is what causes right. that spiral upward rather than that endless downward cycle that just takes you to this bottomless pit that you can't get out of. Yeah, it's so true. But as with everything, it takes practice. And I think that people don't realize that we are very practiced at being negative. Mm -hmm. And like you said, making that shift into having a more positive outlook, that takes some work. And you did that work yourself first. And by doing that work, you could see where where you had struggle, where you had some issues, and then you could address it with your team. So you showed the team that it worked for you. You have to do it first. Everything always starts with us first. Yeah, that's always. True. Um, and just like in the um, previous segment, which I love, it's the same. It's very consistent. And I think it with Megan, uh, we got lucky in that um, the, her ambition to start a marketing company. So she now had to get in the trenches and participate as well. So you take her philosophy and be the example in there with them, I think, um, and, you know, then everybody can learn. Right. It's because you're, you know, walking the talk. You're not just talking. Yep. You're actually doing it. Yep. And that's what makes your work so powerful, Megan, is that you're actually doing it. You created the team. You brought – you transformed your personal life and you moved it into your professional life and then transformed the people that work with you, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was not intentional. That, that's the thing that I love most is that it was such an inner job for me that and it was the, the transformation was so strong and so profound and so obvious to everyone around me that they wanted some of this secret sauce. And so just like with the book, I had no, no intention of sharing this process that I developed with the world, to, you know, let alone, you know, millions of people. And the same thing with my team. It just trickled down into into something very important for my team that now other businesses are looking to me and saying, you know, how else can we do that? And so I'm I'm in, I'm able to impact people on a personal level all over the place, but also now um, on a corporate level because because I, I I think your work, you guys are is so powerful and so incredibly important because the time is now for companies of any size to recognize this. And to make this shift, they have to do it now because the corporate environment is changing. And I'll tell you, the employees that are coming up in their 20s are not expecting corp- corporate America like it was in the 80s and the 90s. You know, their right. thoughts and their expectations are different. So if companies want to grow and th- thrive with these new millennials, they're going to have to start changing the way they do things. And that begins looking at themselves and looking at the culture that they've created within their own company. Yeah, I love it because, you know, when we first were coming up, especially Charlie and myself, when we were first coming up, it was that, you know, you worked hard, you went through all this hoopla, and then you stayed at a company forever, Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, then you, you left and you got a pension and everything was just great. You moved up through the ranks and Mm -hmm. midway through our careers, that all shifted. And the millennials are now coming in and they're saying, why would I do this to myself? (laughs) I saw what my parents went through. Why would I do this? And they're not getting paid either, you know? Yeah. And so it has to shift. It has to. And you're, you're absolutely right. The time is now. And so, that's why the work that you're doing and the example that you're setting is so crucial and so great. Yeah, you know, when you hear things like, you know, from experts like Megan, um, uh, live your most abundant life, you know, a lot of the corporate guys, they scoff at that, right? What is that? What does that mean? How can, how is that possible? But, you right, know, as they're having their second vodka and their third bypass. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and as their team has turnover, but they just get right. a higher budget or whatever. Right. But what I'm saying here, too, is there's a lot of skill and a lot of hard work um, yeah. behind Megan's walk that she's walking the talk with, right? Right. So it always requires – everything requires hard work. We're all accountable for delivering results, but you can still, you know – live your life the way you need to live it, right? Yes. Absolutely. And it's a mind-body connection. You know, it's it's hard work, but it's a different kind of hard work. It's, it, it's a committed effort versus hard, grueling, hustle-type work. And so, you know, again, when you see the, you know, the proof is in the pudding, when I see my team having these creative moments of genius come through and productivity skyrocketing, and their overall happiness and bliss and joy when they come to work, that's all that I need to see in order to have my evidence that this approach works. So, you know, look, it's not for everyone. It's certainly this approach is for the people who will, you know, embrace a mind-body connection and understand that, you know, there's no such thing as a balance, in my opinion, between a personal life and then a a professional life. It's it's all life, right? It's just life. That's what you you say all the time. Have fun along the way. It's life. Yeah. Well, and your clients feel it. Everybody feels it. And I, I don't understand still the mindset when people think everybody should be miserable is going to create good business. Right. (laughs) Just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Everybody's miserable. You're being miserable to your clients. (laughs) And yet, yes, we're going to be, we're doing, we're going to thrive in business. It just, if you just put it that way, it just doesn't even make any sense. So right. we are so glad that you came here today and you were able to share your knowledge and your insight because I really find it to be invaluable. You have to make the shift. You have to make the shift. Uh, that's all there is Aww. to it. Thank you both so much. This was so enjoyable, and it's always a pleasure to speak to you both. Thanks, Megan. We'll uh, check in soon, okay? Thank you, Megan. Great work. And again, the website is megansmithgill.com, and you can get the book there, Give a Shift, 10 Simple Steps to an Abundant Life, and you can learn more about the Give a Shift Academy. So another great show. Great show. Uh, Both of these uh, experts I will go in the trenches with at any given point in time and feel safe. It was perfect. And thanks, everyone, for staying with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Have a great week. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Special thanks to our producer, Dave Olson, and the TalkZone family. All our replays are available at TalkZone.com or in the iTunes store. Also, be sure to download the free TalkZone app so you can listen to our show at any time. 
Your suggestions and comments are always welcome. Please email us at info at charlieandeva.com. Thanks again for listening.